This podcast episode is an interview with Don Benson. 2002-2003 when I was doing my history book, The Richmond Football Club, I came across Don and we exchanged correspondence, handwritten letters over the period of several months. And by that stage, he was in his 80s. I then lost contact with Don and lo and behold, on a, a supporter group Facebook page, um, one of the gentlemen there called Ian uh, contacted me and said that he works with a woman whose father was interviewed by me many years ago and he lived up in your lawn. And I said, is his name Don Benson? And Ian said, look, I'll go check. And I thought to myself, it can't be Don Benson. He, he would almost be 100 if that's the case. And it was Don Benson. So after about 16 years... I reconnected with Don Benson and finally got on record his memories of playing with Richmond in the 1945 season. It's really quite lovely. Hey, Ren. Well, uh, thank you for having a chat with me, Don. That's quite, a, quite all right. You, you, I, we had a chat before, didn't we? We Absolutely. You have a very good memory. Yes, we did. A few, good year, few years ago. It, what, can you believe it was 16 years ago? Jeez, is that long? Yes. Oh, they should have put me under a long time ago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> where, Don, where were you born? I was born in uh, Brunswick. Oh, right. Opposite the old, or somewhere around about the Sarah Sands Hotel that was there once in Sydney Road or just off Sydney Road. Uh, in, what in, year, in, in what year were you born? 1920. So when did you move up to Maui? Uh, we moved to Maui when I was about one and a half. And and what was the reason for that move, Don? My father was working on the transmission line to something and uh, and uh, he, he used to uh, sort of um, sleep out. So we, we came up to the country and we moved from there to Tra- Trafalgar. That's the next town up. Yep. And we were there for oh, three or four years and then went to Maui. Now, your father was a steel worker, is that right? Well, he was a boilermaker. He became a boilermaker. He was working on the transmission lines, uh, doing the steel work and that. Was he also a cab driver? He was, yes. Yes, he was a cab driver, and, <laughs> and so I'm told, in Brunswick Road. Uh, that was like, you know, before I was born, he was, that was in uh, Trundry, yeah, Brunswick Road there. When you say he was a steel worker, what, what, did that, what did his job involve? Well, his job involved, you know, the, the big uh, uh, towers that go up that hold the wires. Well, he was one of those that working on... On that, like, you know, on the, on the steel works, setting it up and so on. Well, I don't know the full story of it, but that's, that's what he was working on. And they used to uh, go along, they went from Yalorn to, to Melbourne. And did he, did he play football himself, Don? He was... I, I don't think there was anyone more interested in sport in all my life, and he never, ever played one of them. It was always one of those fellows that went there, was had the afternoon, boiled, 
the copper for the afternoon teas and put the rug out for cricket, the mats out for cricket and and things of that type. You know, he loved he loved sport, but uh, he never ever played any. What well, what are your memories, Don, of your lawn and Trafalgar in the nineteen twenties? Well, I don't know anything about Trafalgar. We're only there for about a year or so, right? And then we moved to Maui. Lived in Maui, um, or just up from the railway station for I don't know two or three years or something like that. Mm. And then we went out onto a farm out on the back of Maui, and we were there for only twelve months. And Dad had to walk about a mile to catch a, a, a another fellow that was working in the lawn, and they like drove him in or we went in with them. And finally, we changed, uh, after about 12 or 18 months, we changed houses with a chap that was living in the lawn. He wanted to go out onto a farm, and, and uh, so we went into your lawn, and we were there for, I don't know, 20, 30 years or something. And what did you do as an occupation in your lawn? I was an, a, a boiler maker for 20 years, and then I... Uh, Got a job as a trade instructor in boiler making at the Elon Technical College. And the last 20 years or so, or I don't know, I can't remember how many years, but uh, from 1950 to about uh, 1940. What, what, does it, what did a boiler maker do? Oh, old steel work, and we depend on just the area that you're working in. Some work on boilers, or work at the Lawn Power Station on the boilers and on structural work, a- any maintenance job and so on that was there. I was in a maintenance shop. Did you enjoy it? Uh, not 100%. No, I was very pleased to get into the other job, the, the tech school job, and I liked that very much. Uh, I was there for... 20, 22 years or something, I think. Was it was it difficult for your family in the 1920s and 30s? With Was it a Depression era as well? Well, I would say it was. I don't know a great lot about it, but uh, I would think it was. There was uh, four of us children, three boys and one girl. And uh, when we were in your lawn, we... Uh, I don't know how my mother did it, really. She took in boarders as well, so there was a there was a damn house full of uh, of people all the time. She must she must have been a strong woman, Don. She was a wonderful woman. She you wouldn't get any better. She worked and slaved like that all the time. Uh, she was she was wonderful. So, at what point did you start to play football? Was it with your lawn? Uh, yes with your lawn when I, oh, I don't know what year it was uh, at that time your lawn were pretty strong, they had a strong side and they'd won a couple of premierships or something and so they broke them up into two teams your lawn, blues and goals and divided all the players up and uh, I was in the goals played in the goals side for a while until uh, they then formed, I can't remember what year it was, they 
came back to the one side. Is that how Richmond found you? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I had an elderly brother. Uh, he was he was wonderful, but at the same time he was. Uh, I I didn't know at the time. Uh, he sort of looked after me and and uh, sort of carried me along because uh, I was sport mad. I played cricket and golf and te- and uh, badminton and those sports. And uh, he must have got in touch with Murray Fleming or something because we won the premiership in 1944 and uh, Murray Fleming happened to be theirs. And I found out later on that uh, my brother had sort of contacted them or something. Did your, did your brother follow Richmond? No, no, he was a Melbourne bloke. I wonder how he ha- what made him contact Richmond. I, do- I don't know, really, I'm, and I've never ever found out. Who, who did you barrack for, Don? I barracked for Richmond. I've been Richmond all my life, I think. Up there, I never ever got a chance. We we just couldn't afford it and to do the travelling and things like that. And, uh, to go to football matches in Melbourne, I think I've only seen about two matches, I think. That was be- after I finished uh, down there. I had, 1945, I went down to Melbourne. Uh, did Bob Borden come and watch you? Bobby Rob Borden, he played for Morewell, yes. He came up with Murray, with Murray Fleming. Right. On the day we had, we won the grand final. We played a side from Trelgan who were, uh, I think had only lost one game for the year and we were lucky to sort of get into the four. We just sneaked in at the last minute and, uh, well, well, lucky enough to win the grand final anyway. What position did they recruit you for? Well, I played in the centre all my life, all my life up there anyway. But it was probably going to be difficult to break into the senior side for Richmond as a centre man, wasn't it? I would think so, yes. Who, who, what, but I, I had no say in it really, and I, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't good enough, and that's all there is about it. I was all right up in the country, I suppose, but I, I just wasn't good enough for there. There were three of us that played in that side. In 1945, we went to Melbourne. Uh, my brother Cole had sort of. Uh, uh, unbeknown to me, had contacted uh, Richmond, and the other two were Leo Hillesey went to Footscray, and Doug Williams played for Carlton. You probably, I don't know, you may not remember him, but uh, your dad would. He yeah. played, he had about five years with, uh, with Carlton, I mean, not Collingwood. How much did they pay you? <laughs> Three dollars. A game? The cult of law or something. Right. Three dollars a game, yeah. You didn't get any extra money or incentives? No expenses or anything. I used to, for a start, I, I was working as a boilermaker at the time. We worked uh, six days a week because it was through the war period. And um, we worked Saturday morning, but I got off at 10 o'clock and... Uh, Drove down to down to the footy, came home Saturday night. 
Would you? Tr did you train with Richmond at all? No, one night. <laughs> one night I was uh, down there. One Thursday night. That was the only time. So you would stay up to work for six days, not train with Richmond, and then drive down on the day of the game to play. That's right. Yeah. And then drive back. Yes. So you would you would only see your teammates on the Saturday. On the Saturday, yes, there was not enough really because you you didn't get to know anyone. I think uh, I played the first half of the year or about seven or eight, nine games. I forget how many with the seconds, and then got in the game against Collingwood, of which I think I got one kick. They you played on Charlie Utting. Richmond we got, lost. We were defeated by about three or four goals or something. But, uh, I wasn't good enough for down there, and that's all there was about it. I was probably reasonable for up in the country, but you, that's about it. You played in a couple of practice games, I think, in Jack Dyer's team against Bill Morris's team? Yes, I did. What do you remember about those? Well, I enjoyed that, and, and uh, oh, well, I got a few kicks, but... Uh, any, any broken noses? I got... <laughs> Who told you that? Because, yeah, I had three broken noses. Max Hoppy did the first one, and he was on the same side as me, as I mean. But it was not personally or anything, it was uh, an accident in the rock. And uh, then I got another one, the first uh, game that we played in the league. I, we played against, uh, I was in the seconds, yep. reserves, and played against Footscray, and bloke with the name of Benison, Benison or something like that. He broke it. Three weeks in a row anyway I broke it. But uh, the first week uh, kept and uh, Dr. Grogan yes. fixed it at half time, just sort of stood there and pushed it back in a position. But from there on it uh, wasn't really broken, it was just pushed out again I guess. Did your parents come down and watch you play? No, no. They had to work. My mother didn't. She was too busy cooking and everything, and because uh, we still had uh, people staying with us. And, and uh, Dad was interested, but uh, he didn't see much. He, cricket, he did. He, he he watched the cricket a fair bit, but he didn't. Even though he was secretary of Maui for a while, if I remember. Yep. Yep. And. Uh, a life member, a life member of uh, the Maui Football Club. Uh, did, did you have to get special permission to go and play on Saturdays from the SEC? Uh, Was there like manpower regulations? Yes, I had to get leave from them, knock off at 10 o'clock sort of business. I got special, uh, well, I don't know whether it was special, but they... They granted me to get off at 10, about 10 o'clock or something, and uh, I had a car, an old car, an old Ford at the time, and uh, and uh, petrol was the trouble. Yep. But I had a, a, a very good friend at, uh, well, about halfway down, just outside of Drill, had a garage, and he used to supply me with the petrol. For free? No, no, not for free. <laughs> 
I made him a couple of jobs, like little funnels and things like that, you know, yeah. sort of business. But we became friendly because I was going up and down to the football. But uh, I did, yeah, at the time, you had to have tickets and that, like, to get petrol. Right. You know, petrol tickets. Like coupons, was it? Coupons sort of business. And yeah. if you didn't have that, you couldn't get the petrol. I think manpower regulations were in force, weren't they? True. What did, what, to, what did that mean? Oh, well, it, it meant that you, you couldn't join the forces or anything because we were essential services for the the government forces. Right. As a boilermaker, and uh, I uh, I tried to, uh, to join up, but uh, they sent me a form to say that they would you know, notify me if uh, things changed, but that was... That was it, so... Why, why did you want to join, Don? Oh, I don't know. I suppose it was a, a cover of mine wanted. It was the same, too. He was a fitter and turner, and he he, uh, he he was a bit keen to go. And uh, I said, well, well, we'll go down and see what we can get. We, we tried two or three different establishments, but they wouldn't take us unless we had a... a uh, a relief form from the SEC. Did any of your did did any of your family end up going to war? Yes, my brother, my not the eldest one, the one in the middle, who was in the air force. Did he did he come back? Okay. Yes. Don. Yes. Yeah. He didn't go overseas. He didn't go out of Australia. Right. Up to Darwin and a few places, but. Uh, that was all. What are your memories of Jack Dyer? Not very great. I haven't got a lot of memories. As a matter of fact, quite honest with you, I haven't even spoken to him. <laughs> I don't think I've said two words. I think he said two words to me. How about Bill Morris? Bill Morris was a gentleman. I like Bill Morris. I only saw him a couple of times, but he was a, a wonderful man, I thought, at the time. I took uh, the day, I, the first game I had was with uh, uh, Edwards, it was it Edwards, I think. Bert Edwards? Bert, Bert Edwards, yes. He had a crook leg or some blemmed thing. And uh, he came in and uh, says, you know, don't worry about him sort of business, just go in and do what you can do and no trouble at all. And the same with Bill Morris. So uh, I, I thank them very much, but I I don't think I was uh, more nervous than I've ever been in all my life. Playing your first game. Playing the first game there like that, I I sat there sort of business and feeling uh, <laughs> I was shaking and and I think that showed up on the game too and I just wasn't good enough. What are your memories of Maury Fleming? I enjoyed, I enjoyed playing up to. In our own league, sort of business. And what are your memories of Maury Fleming? Well, they were very good. What I knew of Maury, yeah, he was a very nice chap, very, very pleasant to talk to. But I didn't have a lot to do with him. I mean, after that, I don't think I saw him after uh, those two or three games or something. How about the property steward in Charlie Callender? Oh, Charlie Callender. <laughs> yeah. Well. It was a bit of a dag, really, but uh, handing out the materials and 
socks and things like that, but I didn't have a great deal to do with him. Did he give you your number 29, Guernsey? Yes. And he, he and did you have did you have to look after it yourself? Uh, no, I think we handed. I just forget now whether we handed that in or looked after. It, I'm not too sure. Well, knowing Charlie, he probably wanted it back because he was quite a stickler for things, wasn't he? Yes, I think we handled it, all the gear back. Uh, the only thing that I kept was the shorts, so I owned something, but. Uh, the socks and the Guernsey, I think we handled back. After your first game, did you then travel to Ballarat to play North That's Melbourne? Correct, yeah. Why did you play in Ballarat? Uh, no, it was a Queen's birthday holiday game sort of business that they apparently go away every year, I'm not too sure. Right. And uh, 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 all of the Richmond people went up. I took my car up and took... Billy Wilson, yeah, I think that's who it was, and, and Max Oppie. Was there a big crowd there in Ballarat? Oh, just an average crowd. Yeah. But uh, I, I didn't do any good either up in there. I, I played on the wing all the time. I didn't like the wing, and, and uh, I wasn't comfortable. And I just uh, couldn't adapt myself to it properly. Why did you not like the wing? I, I'm blood if I know, but uh, all my life up in in the valley, I played in the in the centre, and I, I love that. I like to be able to sort of roam around and uh, and be involved in the play a lot more. Uh, with when I was with Richmond and in the first game, I mean, uh, I was kept on the one wing most of the time. Uh, you know, they had um, Leo Merritt on the other side. He was a champion, so I, I can understand that. And then, did your foot? What made you end your football career? Was there an injury? Well, it was through football, but I couldn't specifically say just when and what day or anything or what happened. But uh, I got a knock in the small of the back or in the thighs or something, and and uh, it. It developed and I finished up. I've had 12 hip operations. 12? 12, yeah. From, from your injury of playing football? Over 1951 was the first one or something, and the last one was about 80, 86 or something. Uh, I went to Melbourne for most of them. Yep. And the last couple I had done up at home, and I think he was the best of a lot of them, really. When I say up at home, up in, in Trogan. Yep. Uh, 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 down next door to uh, Morwell. In, in 1953, you wrote a letter to Richmond about a player called George Bates. Oh, yes. How did you know, how did you know George? George was uh, playing with us at the time and become a b- big shot in the, in- in the uh, SEC. And he was, oh, I thought he was the type of player that they wanted. He was oh, about six foot at the time, six foot one or something, and a fine strapping boy and a great knowledge of the game. And, but uh, I don't know what happened to him really. He, he, did he end up playing for Richmond? No. Right. No. Okay. No, they, he played in a couple of practice games, I think. But uh, I don't know whether he gave it away or 
once they gave him away or what. But, but uh, I, I thought he was all right. He was he was a good a good lad up in our league anyway, and I thought he was worth a try. Don, who would you say are some of the best Richmond players you've seen play? Uh, well, Max Oppie would be one. Billy Wilson, I thought, was, was very good. Uh, Hans Maguire. Maguire, was, I think it was Maguire. Leo? Leo Maguire, wasn't it? Yes, Leo. Uh, Bill Morris, I had a lot of respect for him, and uh, I thought he was a wonderful ruckman. I would say he was number one to me. When you finished playing for Richmond and you went back home, did you did you still follow the club? I still barrack, yeah, I still barrack today. Did you get to watch any Richmond games in person? Did you come back uh, to Melbourne to watch any no, premierships? No, I, uh, I never ever got the chance or couldn't afford it or whatever, I don't know what it was, but I can't remember going to Melbourne to watch them. I watched them on uh, TV when TV came in and, and uh, listened to them, but uh, no, I didn't see them. That must have been a thrill when your family got their first television set. That's very true, and we were one of the first up in your lawn to get one too, 1954 I think it was. Really? Somewhere around about then. You would have had a lot of friends come over to watch it, Don. Well, we did have a night time and the house was full. <laughs> From neighbours round about, we only had a little 17-inch set or something, but uh, we got a lot of fun out of it. Oh, that would have been the, yeah, the neighbourhood. Very good. The neighbourhood would have loved you. Oh yeah. Well, not me, but uh, um, mum and dad. And, but I'm not lying. Uh, they were sitting on the floor and, and the chairs and everything, you know, uh, for an hour or so. And yeah watch a particular show or something. Yeah. Uh, Don, there's there's not many players still alive from when you played, is there? I don't suppose so. Yeah. Well... Did, did you stay in touch with any of them? No. Uh, no, I don't know any of them at all. I didn't get to know uh, any people down there, really. You know, you go down and you... You come back home again same night or next morning or whatever, and you don't get to sort of uh, socialise with them. Uh, that's why I think uh, I uh, I liked it better up in the country because we we all pulled around. We came from the same town and and we worked together and all this sort of business, and you, you know you had more camaraderie sort of it. Were you a left footer or a right footer? Right footer. Were you a good kick? Well, I thought I was, yeah, I thought I was reasonably good. Yeah. My brother Colin, he was probably the best kick in the league. Drop kick in those days. Yep. Uh, it, when you say in the league, you mean with your lawn? Central Gippsland. Right, okay. Right. And did, did he ever get to play or try out with any VFL no, teams? No, he was... <laughs> he done a lot of a lot of things and wrote a few letters apparently and that I didn't even know of. I could have killed him at the time. <laughs> and, uh, he was one of those blokes that uh, you know 
know, pushed himself forward, and uh, yeah. he he sort of looked after me like a a baby doll type of thing. Yeah. And uh, I I didn't know some of the letters that a fellow cover of mine told me later on that he had written to. Uh, different ones about an interview and all this sort of business, and I, I could have could have felt the hell out of it. Well, it was good enough. Although you only played a couple of games, it still must have been a thrill to play senior football. Actually, played and to be down there that was good. I played what uh, Collingwood, Fitzroy, and at and Punt Road. I remember those. And also at Ballarat in one game. At Ballarat, yeah. Well, it was a thrill to me, and and we played Fitzroy, who was the second the second game I was in. We played at Fitzroy, and they were uh, reigning premiers. Right. Beat them by a point. It was a a great game. Do you still watch Richmond, Don, on the TV? Yes, I do. Whenever I possibly can. The not. I've got a nice little setup here with my, my daughter and son-in-law. They're looking after me at the moment, and they've got the room set up lovely for me with my own TV oh. and uh, and warm room and uh, oh, everything I need. I guess it's a better TV than back in 1954. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it certainly is. And how do you think Richmond had gone, Don? gone too well lately, have they? The last few years they've uh, been up and down, they showed a bit of promise and then they sort of crash a bit. This year they had a few good games and uh, I hope that they uh, they find a, a bit better next year. I don't think they should get rid of their coach. Uh, I, I think, you, you know, it's the players. That are, they haven't got the players, that's all there is about it. Don, uh, uh, can I just say it's been an absolute thrill to speak to you. Thank you. After so many years, I, I was so excited to hear that you were still in good health and still around, which is good. And uh, very good health. <laughs> how, how old are you now, Don? Ninety-six. Right. Are you going to are you going to get to a hundred? Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I might make with a bit of. Luck, I might make 97 uh, April you, next year. You, you, you'll, make, about it. you'll make 100 and you'll get a letter from the Queen. Yeah, uh, I'm not worried about that. <laughs> well, thank you so much for the chats. That's fine. I'm nice to speak to you.